We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Jack Ramsey Post Game Show. I am your host, Danny Murray, joined as always by Brandon Sprague. Whoo, um, yeah, Brandon, that was a that was a preseason, not just a preseason game. That was a preseason. Blazers obviously lose tonight, going 0 for four on the preseason, uh, closing this one up, uh, one nineteen to ninety seven. Another throttling, um, but. I'm I'm with you as far as the not caring on preseason when it comes to the score. That that's where I get to where I tend to worry a little bit is how everything looked. What what, what was your takeaway from tonight overall? Well, to to make it short, mm. all I was gonna say was when Dame Nance uh, and Ant, I found out we're gonna sit. It kind of told me what I needed to know. CJ's getting some run just to get some run. I think Nurkic is doing this to get in shape. Yeah. I just I did not expect any different result. They got off to a better start. I'll give them that. Uh, but Day, uh, but Steph and Dre just single handedly crushed their spirit. And you go into the regular season if you're a big subscriber of needing to see things or win loss record or whatever it is you take away from the preseason uh, preseason as an individual. You now go into the regular season Wednesday with absolutely nothing positive to take away. Do you? When you're looking at this right now, not just tonight, but just overall, yeah, is there is there a point when you can be like, yeah, yeah, no, I I, I see that there because I I know some people tonight were were pretty uh, not excited, but like okay, like there, there's that first like four and a half six minute run, yeah, uh, and I don't know if it's necessarily a run, but they were they were more engaged than they were probably in any other game. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably fair. I don't know if they were better defensively or if the Warriors just weren't hitting shots. Missing shots, yeah. Because they hit everything the first time they matched up. I felt like they had good looks, but not as good of looks as they got in game one. I think I think the Lasers were a little bit better prepared in that regard of like, hey, we need to get back and not let them walk into so many looks. And I thought they did a pretty good job of that in the first couple minutes. I mean, I'll give them, yeah, I'll give them credit. The first quarter, like they they looked better. The effort was clearly there. Whatever Chauncey said in in practice going into this game and stuff was like, hey, I need to see better effort. I'll give it to them. At least they responded with that. But then I'll also point to that was very quickly just absolutely obliterated Over. in space. Yeah. As soon as Steph started hitting, they were just like, well, that was we we gave it our best shot. 
And they were never good defensively the rest of the night. And it's why they got blown out by what? 30, 20, whatever the hell the final, the final score was. Yeah, the final score again in the preseason never matters. Right. But 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 the point is all of that bad defense yeah. after that good start just right out. I, I don't want to like bury them. I don't want to massacre them. I don't want to be like, oh my God, they're, they're terrible. They can't figure this out. It's just when I look at this, I don't see a consistent string. Where I can be like, okay, I saw a little bit more overall. I saw better effort. I don't know if I necessarily even saw regular season effort. Watching the Warriors play twice, actually three times because I watched them against the Lakers, they looked like they gave a, a lot more bleeps. That's that's what I, when we had Sam Svendiari on uh, pregame, and one of the things he said that was just kind of like, it, it, it resonated a little bit was the idea of you, there's, there's, 27 teams, basically, who are just going to be kind of middling. You don't want to be one of the teams really on the extreme, on the negative side. It's one thing to be like, oh, yeah, look at the Bucks, They look really good. Or look at the Warriors. They've looked really good. The teams like the Lakers, honestly, they have looked awful. And the Blazers, I, I, I think, honestly, those two teams have probably looked the worst. In the, the well, worst. Well, I mean, I won't argue that, but I would quickly just say this. The Blazers are separate for me. Like the Lakers have LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell. Their top end talent can. It's too good. And you know what? If they stay healthy, that's the big caveat with them. If they stay healthy, they'll figure that out. I'm not worried. Like an 0 for 5 or whatever the hell they finish. 0 for 6. 0 for 6. I I just, I don't care. It's LeBron. They have a track record. Portland's in a separate category here. There's There's a lot to. Uh, dissect going into the season. I, I totally think it's fair. Now, again, you know how I feel about the preseason. We're going to go into Wednesday and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm seriously like, I'm going to act like I haven't watched the team play. And I'll go, here we go. Like go beat the Kings. But if you're somebody that does really look for preseason to see some signs, tell me this, Danny, cause you're one mm-hmm. of these people, right? Yeah. What did Chauncey show you? He's really good at nothing, but, I don't. I don't think that's a, as much as an, an indictment as it is. It's an incomplete. Okay. No. I. I'm. I, look. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. I'm not personally taking an opinion away on Chauncey. I just. I'm wondering for people who are looking for something. Did he leave you the same feeling? Did he leave you less encouraged? More, like I'm just curious where people come in on that. For me, and I think I'm going to keep going back to this. I, I. I saw some people that were very mad at me because I said negative things about the Blazers and an 0 and 4 preseason where they didn't really show anything that showed that they have grown really in any way, shape, matter, or form. Um, I. I don't blame Chauncey. I. I don't. Uh, I think this is probably an, an easy way to dovetail into Yusuf Nurkic. Um. I don't blame Chauncey for Yusuf Nurkic taking flip shots over Steph Curry. I, I I don't blame Chauncey Billups for Yusuf Nurkic being incredibly loose with the ball, making bad decisions, falling back on this, a lot of the issues that have plagued him in his career in Portland, um, for him being tired. One of the things that I noticed tonight, the more the Warriors attacked in that second quarter, after the end of the first quarter, going into the second when Nurk came back out, you could see his legs go. You could see the wind go. You could tell when he had to, when he was asked to get out above that free throw line and chase, 
he had to chase Draymond around. And even though Draymond couldn't mm-hmm. shoot and he could play under, he was getting tired. Then you saw him settle for threes. Then you saw him not get back in transition. Then right. you then you saw him go to the flip shot instead of going up strong. I do not, I do not know how they expect him to play 30 minutes a night, especially in this. In He's this. not going to. No. He's not, he never has. He's, that's not who he is. And look, I, that's something I'll tell you. Like I, I will see how he does starting Wednesday. Good God. I, I don't know if you could have had a worse preseason than what Yusuf Nurkic just showed. He showed us absolutely nothing. He gave you He went 13 no to 32. So I, I pulled the numbers just to make sure. Went 13 to 32, shot 41%, shot 50% shots in the paint, 10 of 20. Uh, he had 10 assists and 13 turnovers. Yeah, but like, did he leave you more confident about them running things through him? No, it's the exact opposite. Everything. So. I I'm a nerd guy. Like, I want him because he has, and I think this is the frustration is that Nurk is wildly talented. Wildly he's, talented. He's he's big man Andrew Wiggins is who he is. Oh my God, that's both cruel and wildly accurate. He's he you look we we both so, agree so tantalizing the skill the talent yeah. the size you see and you him see do stuff sometimes. and you're like yes god yeah. dang are you kidding me dude you, yep. the little uh, lead pass that he had was it to Ellaby on the back cut it was just like oh god that was inch perfect like that's yep. that's that's a pass that nobody else in this team well maybe Larry Nance can make that because he's a great interior passer but it's just I don't know. I don't know if if he's putting pressure on himself because he put this spotlight on him because it's a contract year because there's no excuses now there's there's no it's all Terry's fault he's not he doesn't utilize me they they're giving him his opportunities and he's falling short and that's not to say that it's done it's over with but you and I have talked about this pretty much throughout the entire preseason he's going to get 10 12 games maybe if he doesn't deliver consistently, they're going to yank that, and he's going to be right back where he was. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Maybe worse, because we don't know what this offense is going to look like this year. It is a new coach, so, you know, we'll see what that is. But, yeah, I mean, if he doesn't prove that he deserves those looks, absolutely. It could go right back to, hey, Yusuf, just do what you did the last three years, and hopefully the attitude doesn't go um, awry, because I think it's the last thing this team is going to need is that kind of stuff. If you want to take it this far, if the attitude does become a problem, if the ethereal, uh, frustrated Nurk becomes a problem, do you do you think that it goes nuclear and they move him at or before the deadline? Oh, I mean, if he goes into Denver Nurkic mm-hmm. mode, like, screw you guys, it's my year and you're not giving me the ball, you didn't give me enough chances, like, absolutely, I think they should move him. The what is the like the one thing that I'll um, I'll give Neil a little credit for this. I disagree with it in some instances, mm-hmm. but what what he said early is culture matters, right? Now, while I think Dame is more the culture setter for this franchise, um, he values it. And say what you want, they've at least been a consistent playoff team, and part of that is culture. Yeah, it is. The, the last thing you want in a good culture or a big season like this is to deal with a, a pain in the ass for five months. It's yeah. the last thing you want. So absolutely. I, that wouldn't be the most surprising thing to me. If he is unhappy, he starts kind of voicing some frustration, has a couple quotes, starts to kind of be a little mopey. Why, why would Neil O'Shea want to keep him around this team? Because Dame wants it. It's like, like I said, I'm, I'm trying to grasp his rose. Okay. Hey, I mean that's cool. Then let Dame have it, because I I don't I'm, I don't want to hear at the end of the year what Dame didn't get and what Dame uh, should have had. Like yeah. if that's what Dame wants, then, then cool, live and die with that decision. Exactly, and that's I think that's kind of the uh, both sides of this coin. Uh, shout out to everybody who's coming in right now. Obviously, the Blazers uh, finish 0 and 4 in the preseason. I'm Danny Morang, joined as always by Brandon Sprague. Uh, if you haven't already, please like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. It is available wherever you get podcasts. Just search Jacked Ramsey's. If you're here on YouTube and you're watching live right now and you haven't already, click the subscribe button. You're sitting on your toilet on the phone. Just just click the button. <laughs> just click the button. It's right there. Just It's free. Just do Plus it. Plus twice. It, 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 it helps us. Um, <laughs> it's If I'm going to look for a, for a positive in this, because I, I think people – paint me as rather negative. I just kind of go with what's going on with the team. I think the lineup volatility is to blame for some of this stuff. They've only had a couple minutes, but in those couple minutes, they got absolutely boat raced by Phoenix. That's where I'm kind of like, remember all that selling you did in the offseason about that starting lineup and it looked that bad? That's where... But if they got to play like Steph today clearly was in on playing a long ass night and he went for 40 plus. He like, wanted to go. There, there, there he was wanted no doubt to about go. That. If Dame wanted to go in Phoenix while they did have a awful and a slow start, I would imagine they would have crept back into that game, especially if Phoenix was going to continue to do what they did. Mm-hmm. So it's just this is the tough thing for me, man. Like 
I do see some negatives and some signs, but I'm also like, Dame's not really playing. They're, they've had so many guys banged up and not playing. Like, that matters. Are the you rotation. worried about that, by the way? Like, literally everybody save Dame has had a knock. Everyone. I'm not I'm not worried yet. You know, some of these injuries, like, Ant's going to play wait, game, game one. Oh, certainly. Right? But like, like, it's kind of weird that so many guys have so many niggling injuries, right? Like, just like, I, yeah, I think little injuries is a good way to put it because I, I think someone like Norm who sat a game, I don't know how serious what the hamstring is. Well, like Norm's, a, Norm's a hip. Nasir a hip, is the hamstring. Sorry. No, no. Nasir is the hamstring, which that, that, that does actually worry me. Hamstrings, hamstrings always, are always soft yeah, tissue. Always. I'm always like, Ooh, little, go ahead. Take your time with that one, buddy. Yeah. But, but Norm's hip, like I'm sure it's bruised, but he played today. So it's, I'm not worried yet. I, I get I get it, but I'm if not worried. If it rears its head yet. at like game twenty five and all of a sudden that hip if he goes to the injured list because of that hip again, then I'm gonna go, why the hell was he playing? You oh, know, I one of those situations. Yeah. Uh looking for a positive like this from Evan James in the comments. Only thing I will give the Blazers and the Priest is that I'm seeing them disrupt passing lanes more. However, they're also giving up turnovers more, so that doesn't really cancel out. I think that's a really good way to put it, is they are more aggressive in the passing lanes. Frustratingly, Frustratingly, it's not really leading to that many more steals. They're getting a ton of deflections and they're disrupting the flow. The problem is when that ball goes, gets picked up on a loose ball, the Blazers are in a scramble drill and they're way above the free throw line and they're getting back cut or three-pointed to death on those those deflections. It's 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 kind of been a double-edged sword, sword, but uh, one side has been sharper than the other and it's been the yeah. opponent's side. That's where I think the... If you're looking for something and you go, okay, that's something to build on. That's probably the one thing that I can say that, yes, you can probably build on that. The flip side of that is, outside of a few guys, they haven't been able to really take those turnovers they have gotten and turn them into points. Which should, if 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 getting a hand on a basketball in the preseason matters, then the other should matter as much. Yes, you, you should be able to generate something out of it. Uh, speaking of generating something out of it and, and those guys, I, I looked at with Dennis Smith Jr. running the show tonight. Number one, I thought they were better at the point of attack defensively. I wonder why that was. <laughs> uh, somebody who navigates screens a little bit better than Dame. Uh, I love Dame. But yeah. uh, that was definitely present. Uh, Steph can take and blow that up because he can literally pull from 35, and he did. Uh, there mm-hmm. was one where he stands still, flat-footed, just canned from 35, and it was Dennis... the. <laughs> the producer that cut to him rude uh, they just cut to GSJ like really bro and it was full screen just smug lips like the hell am I supposed to do with that which it's it's fine right but I, I did see when they did push up there was better screen navigation uh, I, I think a big part of that obviously is the personnel part of it but as things went on, as things started to break down, I didn't see a lot of, no, you go here, you go here, you go here. I saw a lot of, you know, head dropping yeah. and ugh and sigh. Yep. And it's just, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Because Nance in the last two games has been the guy out there like, no, 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 get your ass here. Like, that's that's been kind of a consistent theme. From what I understand... Uh, the film session after the Phoenix game did put some addresses on it. So to who to the top is what I was told. Yeah. I, what's the definition of the top? Cause Dame. I'm, yeah. 
So I don't know if I'm buying. Not to not to discredit your sourcing or anything. I'm just I I, I trust the source pretty. I know pretty explicitly. I get, that. I get that. Um, but I think that was part of the reason why you saw that six minute search, why you saw the little bit of intensity to start the game. They didn't come out nearly as flat footed. They were a lot more engaged. Uh, but again, the flip side of this coin is what happened after that? Well, that's my, that's going to be my follow. Like that was nice, but I mean, and then what? if, if you're going to make a jump defensively, you can't play six minute spurts and then be that awful for a quarter more. and a half. <laughs> yeah. Like you can't, that's not going to, that's not going to raise your defensive rating. You're going to be right back where you were. So like, it, it was like, Oh, here, there we go. They're playing a little defense. And then evaporated just disappeared oh well we're cooked we're tired nurk looked tired um you know it just golden state took advantage of them man Stephen draymond just absolutely uh obliterated them so i maybe you do take it the defensive thing for six minutes into the regular season i just i don't know how people are gauging this stuff because for me it didn't look it looked good and then it largely did it did it look good or did it just look okay but we're, we've seen well, so much bad that it looked good in contrast. A team like Golden State, I tend to believe that's more shot missing than it is stops. Especially uh, as good as they have looked so far. Yeah, well, and then they ended up looking that good. You know, they ended up finding that rhythm and... And then it was on. Yeah. 100 points through three quarters. Yep. It was, uh, that's, uh, I, I think, the Terry-esque defense is uh, kind of <laughs> kind of there. Well, they got they got it stuck in their system. They're almost getting it out. It's it's almost out of the system. And all all, all of those years of, of Terry Stotts on Greg Brown and and Andrew do you Stotts. do you think if you you think if they win game one by fifteen points and hold Sacramento like a hundred and three, do you think? Oh God, uh, it is going to go insane. The Terry Stotts stuff is going to be like, well, it's out of the system now. And then like if they lose the next, <laughs> they'll game, lose like, the next oh, game. Like, oh, it's lingering. There's old <laughs> there's old Terry Bear ringing his. <laughs> It's going to come around like freaking herpes just <laughs> once a month, just pop up, flare up. Oh, there's old oh. Terry again. It's just terrible. Uh, speaking, I, I'm just, just so much terrible. I want to talk about something fun and nice. Greg Brown the third looks like a competent rookie, which is wildly surprising to me. Yeah. I, I know you're not buying are, into it. We are, we, are going, we are going to venture off at the fork at the road here i i don't well put see you later dan <laughs> well danny you tell us what you saw i'm gonna go this way <laughs> i just i saw a couple things from him i saw him play isolation defense on the wing move his feet really well get bumped off his spot and recover and contest without fouling yeah like the bar was low because he's just such a wild long energy guy that i just didn't know but I saw that, and then I saw a, a baseline drive where he, you know, ripped a pass from the paint outside to McLemore for a three. He missed the three, but the process was good. Yeah. And that's when you're looking at young players. That's what I don't look at results unless you're Zion, unless you're Anthony Davis, unless you're one of those guys that you're a, a generational guy who's anointed number one kind of a guy. I don't look at results. I look at process, and. Greg Brown being so raw, being a you know a half year COVID guy at Texas, mm -hmm. and not really having a an NBA skill set, you're like, yeah, I could write home about that. Him flashing a couple things like being competent defensively, making some good reads, being able to pass on the move, being able to dribble and drive at the at, at you know attack in that vein. Yeah, it's been 
I think it's more just, hey, it looks good because everything else has not looked good and the, the bar for expectation is is so low. Well, you know, I, I think some of this is personal opinion on a player, right? So, like, not that you discounted him because we talked to Greg. And yeah, no, and, we, and we, we, we really liked what he had to say, but it was just, you know. But I, I, I do think... I do think you're largely watching 40 minutes of absolute dog crap. And then when he sprinkles in his three, you're like, oh, that three minutes is at least three productive minutes from a guy who looks hungry. Yeah. That's that's the one thing I will say and agree. Greg Brown is playing like he's hungry. Mm-hmm. Who else is on this team? Ant did for a game, and then he's been in and he's out. Been shelved, and, yeah. Yeah, so it's like I, I just – you're not seeing it from the guys that are – in the, the normal rotation for the preseason. So that, I think that's part of the reason Greg Brown sticks out to you. And I think he's maybe showing you some stuff that he didn't show you at Texas. You know what I mean? Because so he, did, he, he didn't get to show – he, he no. himself said it. Playing yeah. at Texas, he was playing behind a lot of you know upperclassmen. You know, Shaka's a, a, a dribble drive, guard dominant guy. Kai yeah. Jones got a lot more of the spotlight. It, Greg fell back. Uh, you had Jericho yep. Sims. You know, you, you had guys in front of him where he didn't really get to see a ton. Uh, and in that vein, it's kind of like, okay, you know, right. I see what it is. Um, I, I have heard that we're supposed to get word tonight that the Blazers are, are going to make their their roster decision. I would assume that it's probably going to be Dennis Smith Jr. The Warriors have already made theirs. Golden State already did. Gary yeah. Payton got waved. Gary Payton and Avery Bradley. Yeah. They're, so they're, we had yeah. Sam on before, and he was like, I don't know which way they're going to go, and they're not going to go either. Um <laughs> So, uh, well, I mean, for for the Warriors, they are so far in the luxury tax that for every million they save, I be- or every million they spend, I believe they're at five million actual dollars with a luxury yeah. tax. So it's not a small thing. So every every guy that on a minimum that they waive uh, isn't uh, you know costing them five, six million, seven million dollars. So and let me let me ask you this: on a scale of one to ten, how shocked would you be if it was Marquise Chris? Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Four. Oh, only a four. Wow. Because of their big man depth. 
I, that's I, that's way lower than I would have gone. It's, it's I'll, I'll be a legitimate like a seven if it's Chris over Smith. Smith has been the better player, but not even close. It it, it their roster just demands. But if they you're not, so if you're not, guards. but if you're not very good in the, I yeah, he I, was better. I will say this: he was better tonight than he was in any other game. But he also smoked that alley oop from Greg Brown, which pissed me off. <laughs> 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 I mean. I, I joked, and I, I joked, but I don't know how far off I was that Greg Brown's the best lob passer on the team right now because that thing was on the run at an absolute dime, and Chris yeah. smoked it. And I was like, "Come on, man, give me you're sapping my joy right now, Chris." So, <laughs> I I don't know. It's uh, do you think that there's a Damian Lillard panacea that just covers all this stink up? Yes, game one. Yes. That's why I'm not really that concerned. Like there's troubling things I can see when you tell me what you're, what you're seeing, what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm totally like, I'm agreeing with it. I just, I guess I'm not agreeing to uh, agreeing to it to the full extent. And so I, I'm like, I don't know what to expect with this team. If their best players, not largely playing, he yes. played one game for a quarter. He put a couple minutes in, but he he just I said this after the last one, man. He just he's ready for the regular season. He doesn't give a crap about this. And we'll see who they are their first four or five games. Uh, obviously, you give Chauncey more time, but we'll get an idea of who they are their first four or five games, especially Wednesday when he plays. Is there anything else in this preseason, good, bad, or otherwise, where you're like, huh, that's interesting, or I, I don't know about that because the the big storylines obviously were new coach. An egalitarian offense. Yusuf Nurkic getting more involved. Norman Powell getting more looks. Anthony Simons stepping up in his role. Was was there anything that stood out to you? Because for me, the egalitarian offense stuff, I have not seen anything that leads me to believe that that's something they should stick with. Because the personnel does not match. They do. They just don't have enough guys who can attack. My biggest thing is, is are we going to be very honest with each other this year? And and not me and you, the proverbial us. Yeah. Now, because last year, and this is really when it started to me, Blazers Twitter is very fascinating. And last year was this Stotts, anti-Stotts, Stotts, anti-Stotts. Mm. Every single game, I would just see this on the timeline. And I'm like, you know, there would be games they would win and stretches where they'd have a winning streak or play really well, six and seven, whatever it was. Yeah. And it was like, no credit to the coach. There was like this big divide over Terry Stotts. And then if if Stotts wasn't good, it was like, Stotts sucks. This whole season's his fault. And then CJ plays like dog crap in the playoffs. We go, well, Terry Stotts is awful. Fire him. I'm like, CJ McCollum just got outplayed by Austin Rivers. (laughs) You're looking around like, what? Uh, Yeah, like, so I just want to know if this season goes bad, is there going to be the portion of the fan base that wanted to be divided are they going to be honest about it and for us like if they play well i'll tell you right now like i'll gladly hey i'm really sorry i was i was wrong this team yeah better than i thought they were this is a 50 win team i just had it wrong because i just they got them chauncey's getting the most out of these guys and last year more than ever i just had way too many like i don't know unnecessary almost like borderline lying opinions in my mentions. And I was just like, come on, man. Like I'm seeing this stuff. It's not that. So nothing else for me because nobody played. Everybody's banged up. 
Um, I, I just I, I want to know what the season's going to be like with the fans because last year seemed really divided with Terry, and now there's a new coach and they've brought everybody back. And I think it's honestly it's going to get more divisive. Whatever. How do you get? Because whatever, which whatever way it goes, whatever way it goes, the other one's gonna be so ingrained with with telling somebody how how wrong or how right. Well, but let's say it goes not as great, just for argument's sake, because the preseason didn't look good. Yeah, there's not an there's not an opposing opinion to that. Like bad play is bad play. I know everything in this country. And I don't. Here's the thing: everything has to have two sides now. But like, there's not two sides. Bad play is bad play. And and here's the thing: I have said this since I started doing this. When the team is good, I will talk about them being good. When they are bad, I will talk about them being bad. Mm -hmm. I I don't. I've had people say, "Are you even a fan of this team?" Do you like? I've got videos of me losing my absolute mind in a quadruple overtime game. Of being at Dame's game winners, of like, why, why is that important though? But but, but you Maybe understand, you're just a guy that covers the Trailblazers. You love watching basketball. Like, what? I don't know what. But that but matters. even but even more than that, it's 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 somehow that that is the the two things are linked. I love this team. I do. Mm. I want them to do well. I if them if they go out there and they suck, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. Like it it it. Quick insight. I could not. Went growing up, high school years, I could not watch Sports Center after a Blazers lost. Could not do it. I, I, it could not come back on the screen. I was so irritated, so pissed off by it that I, I couldn't rewatch it. Like it that was is really weird, isn't it? That's. I mean, that's. I don't even know if I call that. Fa- I call that. I think I'd say that's a sickness. It like sociopathic. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Mean- <laughs> no. Trust me. I get it. That's, like, yeah, because I, w- I would rewatch the highlights. Like, damn it, that was the play. Like, I would rewatch and be like, how did he not cut, or how did he not see him creep to the back door? Like, nope, couldn't do it. I always did that. Couldn't do and it. And I would, I would always hope that uh, Tim Legler and man, he did, he did the NBA show. Fred Carter, the Iron Unkind. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, God, they, 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 they are underusing legs though, too. Legs, legs is the goat. Uh, legs is getting just, he cares about tanning now, but <laughs> I, I used to hang around and watch what guys like him would say. If, and I was like, is he going to mention the blazers? Is he going to talk about, you know, what he shout out Neil Everett. Right you, always, you always knew Neil was going to, if there was a blazer game on, Neil was always oh, going to give you something, which glad he's here. Yeah. But no, but I, 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 I could not watch. Yeah. It's, uh, but but I say a lot just to say like I love this team and I want them to do well and if they do well I will absolutely sing their praises. I don't want them to suck. I, there, there's nothing about it where I'm sitting here saying I don't believe in coaching, so therefore I want Chauncey to fall on his face. That's that's insane. That's absolutely bat bleep crazy. I I don't I don't get that. And that's a sentiment that I've seen all over. Well, not not just necessarily directed at me, but just in general. This mm-hmm. desire to be right about this stuff, and I'm just—I don't know, man. It's—it's—it's it's, it's a weird place to be. This, this team, I think, is in a weird place. Do you this think team, this team feels really weird? It, right. The preseason gave me a the vibe of the preseason. It we'll sucked. See what regular season is. Yeah, but it's more than sucked. It was. I get that. The best way I can describe how I felt watching them play 
in their couple minutes playing together was we're doing this together again. Hey, like that's the kind of energy they brought. And look, there, there is something to that in sports where mm -hmm. that team that couldn't quite get over the hump or that team that it gets stale. close. It, it can get stale if you don't make the necessary moves. Now we'll have to wait and see if he did or did not. We can have opinions about it, but we have to wait and see. But the vibe, and some people will roll their eyes at that, like, oh, vibe. You can feel energy. Vibes matter. Look, look at this watching. Warriors team. Yes. The, the last two years, happy. the vibe sucked because they Not had injuries good. in a weird spot. But and this one's just kind of, yeah, we're rolling this out again. We'll see how different it is. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't sense the enthusiasm yet. This is, yet. this is a, I think this is a good way for, to frame it. Eric Peterson in the comments says, feels like the last dance, but without any of the prior success. <laughs> Without I, any hope of winning a championship. But like does Eric, that's a very good way of putting it though. That's that sounds about right. CJ, you know, bought a he bought a, a, a 300 acre vineyard a out vineyard. here. Vineyard, he he's the president. Like CJ's got his own, he's making his moves now. He's got his own podcast. He's the president of the players union. Dame's making everybody's you know, branching out. Everybody's got the, their that, own. It's it may be the yeah. same tree, but those branches yeah, 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 are getting yeah. further and further apart. Yeah, and that's a real thing, too, that we know in sports is, you know, once teams establish success, uh, guys individually get their own successes, and they and they kind of branch out. That's not to say they're not friends or, you know, like no. each other. It's just... It's like any other job. Dame's got three kids. CJ's, you know, he's getting CJ's about to have married. one. He's going to have a kid. Like, this is kind of natu natural. Nurk just got engaged. Life. Yeah. You know, ants out here getting tattoos. <laughs> I mean, everything changes. Like, mm -hmm. I, I got some of my best friends in my life guys I knew through high school and I'm still real. We're still like tight, but I had kids before them. And what they don't tell you when you have kids at a slightly younger age is, yeah, you, you ain't, you're not hanging out with your boys like that anymore. <laughs> and some of them understand it. And some of them don't, you know, because they don't have kids yet. So they're like, they have their own opinions of what it is. Mm. But I have other friends that have kids they are like, yeah, man, like, what what are you doing? Well, I don't know. I gotta check my kid's schedule, and then I'll let you know. Like, let me let me, let me check three weeks out, and I'll I'll let you know. Like, it, yeah, I, I I don't have kids, but uh, I have a niece and a nephew a couple blocks away. So it's just uh, a long way of saying like the 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 energy was real weird with this team in the preseason. They got a lot to prove this year. It's a pivotal season. There, I came into this preseason with questions. I'm leaving with more questions. Sure, I can understand that. I, the only thing that I think that I had answered were two things. One is I, I genuinely believe that Anthony Simons can be that guy off the bench. And two, Larry Nance Jr. is going to be a very good, pivotal role player. I think those are the two things where I was like, yep. Everything else, the bigger questions, no bleepity bleeping clue. None. Absolutely none. Yep. Did, did, you, did anything get answered for you remotely? Well... That the preseason doesn't matter. You got to have questions. Uh, you got to care about the preseason to have questions. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. All right. Uh, we'll wrap it up there, folks. Thank you all for coming in. Like Again, again, like I've said, uh, if you haven't already subscribed, please subscribe to the podcast. Jack Ramsey is available everywhere on Apple Podcasts, not iTunes, because I'm not an old. 
uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get podcasts. If you're sitting here watching on YouTube, click the subscribe button. Help us grow the channel. Share it with your friends, family, anybody else. See a random person on the street wearing a pinwheel? Accost them. Show them the podcast. Make sure they sign up for it. No, I'm kidding. Don't do that. Please, God. And definitely don't say that we sent you. Um, we do have the live, or excuse me, not the live show, the mailbag show on Sunday. It will be quasi-mailbag, quasi-season preview. We will take a look ahead, a concentrated look ahead. I am efforting a guest for the Kings to come on and give us a preview of the Kangs. Uh, i got a lot of friends down there. They're actually really excited, um, which is kind of weird for the Kings. Um, well, they've, they've, they've been quite literally the joke of the league for a decade plus. Like, at this point, you kind of tell yourself you're excited. Well, the Pelicans exist now, so the Pelicans might have actually taken that, that crown. So well, I can't wait for Zion to be the first rookie to not take the extension and be a Nick in two years. He's going to be a Nick in two years. This thing's done. It's going to be bad. Um, But uh, get your questions in. Uh, You can hit me up on Twitter at Danny Morang. You can hit up the uh, podcast profile on Twitter as well at Jack Ramsey's uh, at Brandon Sprague as well. He'll send them back to me. Or if you're not on Twitter, you can use email. Jack Ramsey's at gmail.com. I check that before we get into the podcast and throw as many as I can into there. So we'll probably take a good handful of questions. It'll be a little bit of a longer podcast, I think, just because we're going to dive into not just the first game, but probably the first couple, uh, give it as a bit of a preview. And then, uh, by God, we'll have the next podcast after that will be the first pregame show of the regular season. Dun, dun, dun. It is coming, folks. It will be here sooner rather than later. Uh, for Brandon, I am Danny Morang. Uh, We will catch you guys uh, Monday morning, I guess, when uh, we drop the podcast. Until then, everybody, take care. Talk soon. Bye.